Hey, Spring Food Mo listeners, don't worry, this isn't an ad. Don't skip forward. We have a huge announcement. Starting in March, we will be releasing two bonus episodes every month. Oh, so, so this is an ad? Yeah, yeah, but but for our stuff. See, every second and fourth Friday of the month from now on, we are going to be releasing special bonus episodes for subscribers. Wait, we're doing what? Uh, Yeah, we're taking our old segment, What You Eaten, and spinning it off into its own show. Every fourth Friday, we're going to review at least four new restaurants that opened up the previous month. Four more meals we have to eat for the show? I, wait. What's the other episode going to be? Well, um, it's going to be whatever we want. We might talk about food. We might talk about movies and music. Just we'll pick a topic and we'll talk about it. Yeah, might. We might talk about <laughs> movies and music as if that's not mostly what you do already anyway. Uh, <laughs> this Friday, we're going to release a free preview episode of What You Eaten. We're going to talk about a bunch of new restaurants. And after that, it's going to be $5 a month to subscribe. Half of that $5 is going to help us keep making spring food mo every week and the other half will be donated to ozark's food harvest yeah we're really excited to get to use our silly show to do some good so go to subscribe.springfoodpod.com and sign up for five dollars a month and help fight hunger in the ozarks to be clear spring food mo staying free these are bonus episodes that will cost money. That's Absolutely. All. Yeah. That's subscribe.springfoodpod.com. And don't worry. We'll remind you again on Friday when the free bonus episode drops. All right, Andy. Play the theme song. may know that Elvis Presley began his final tour right here in Springfield, Missouri, but did you know that Slipknot's Big Day Off tour featuring Papa Roach, Lincoln Park, Disturbed, and Mudvayne started right at Price Cutter Park in Ozark and elicited noise and obscenity complaints to the Ozark Police Department? Well, did you know that, Dan Chilton? Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower, you are listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I'm Andy Carr. And I'm Dan Howell. And man, I haven't been resting, probably because all that dang noise coming from the Price Cutter Park. <laughs> <laughs> Your middle brother was at that show. I think my oldest brother okay. may have been there too. Yeah. And uh, he told me, all about it and i was scandalized oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds like truly one of the biggest concerts uh -huh. to ever come like near springfield like a, an insane uh concert to uh -huh. happen here we were in middle school and he saw things every middle school boy dreams of seeing <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyway uh mudvayne <laughs> yeah. we have a special returning guest today wow. which we're very excited about from our mutual favorite episode of the show, mm -hmm. returning to Spring Food Mo Aww. is Andy's son. Hello. Welcome back. I'm glad to be back. It has been over a year. Yeah. Just really over a year. Over yeah. a year. Isn't and, that wild? And you weren't actually on in a proper guest capacity. You just came on for like the bio segment. Uh, it's a not full the, uh, half of the episode. Well, yeah. But, you it's know. the good part of the episode, <laughs> certainly. Are you saying I'm not a legitimate guest? <laughs> no, I mean, you're maybe you the are. most legitimate guest. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to be a full guest, though, this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. We're glad to have you. So how's your last year been? Catch us up. Ah, it's been um, exciting. By that, I mean, it's been really tough. 
I don't know what I told you all last time I was in here, but I had just come out as trans right. at work. My boss was cool with it. His boss was not. Uh-huh. Um, and so uh, I was let go from that position. I also lost a bunch of piano students in the transition. A lot of parents were really worried that their kids wouldn't be able, mature enough to be able to understand. It was really rough, but, um, you know, the whole point of me coming out at those jobs was I realized that I was in a good place and that I was able to love on a lot of people. Yeah. But I didn't have to choose between loving other people and loving myself. And so this year's been kind of a journey just getting over that rough patch and trying to reevaluate and see, you know, what it is that I really want to do in life. And I don't have any exact answer yet, but I am getting closer to what I feel like is a just a more authentic version of sure. myself. I think last time you were talking about a movie. You're just about to start a movie. Oh yeah. Oh, you, I did mention that. Cool. So um, that movie uh, was produced, and it actually I should I should have brought the information on me, but it got into a festival, and it's going to be playing in four countries, none of which is the United States. <laughs> but the cool part of it is is it's part of a conference where they're going to talk about gender identity, and so they're not just going to watch the movie; they're going to discuss it too. So yeah. this was. Ford versus Ferrari. I think you're being a little, uh, you're being a little bashful here. Like it was nominated for an Academy Award. Andy. <laughs> I don't know. These days, um, you know, it's stepping up for uh, us Asians. You know, we won Parasite uh-huh. <laughs> for the for the awards. Yeah, I meant to congratulate you on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally, my people. No, no. Um, no. But the coolest thing about that was like seeing other people who kind of look like my relatives, right? Uh-huh. Like win an award that prestigious, and so it's cool. It opens yeah. up like what opportunities there are. So even if they weren't, we're not, we're not even the same racial denomination. Like it still is really sure. rad to see another Asian succeed in the world. Apparently, you know? after the Academy Awards, Bong Joon Ho went to Koreatown with the whole cast and crew of the movie and just shut it down until like <laughs> seven a.m. the next morning. Like apparently, it was just an all nighter. Oh, I wonder where Peter Farrelly went the previous year. <laughs> What was this quote though? Like, I'm just gonna drink for the next 24 hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely, and rightfully so. Just uh, Um, what what an accomplishment! The right movie won. I mean, that that makes it even better. It's like it was obviously the right choice. So mostly, I brought that up because uh, I I try. I'm trying to bully uh, both these guys into doing a film based podcast episode (laughs) because they're both so knowledgeable. We just announced it at the top of the show. Bonus episodes. We're definitely gonna talk about movies. Because <laughs> it's more fun than talking about food. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, right. Andy, you picked our restaurant for this week. Why don't you tell us the name? Bowie? Am I saying it right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I was just taking it back because I, I was expecting two more words after that. Uh, Bowie Korean Grill. Oh, okay. Oh. Who killed the witch of the east? Aren't you forgetting the ruby slippers? On August 12th, 2016, multinational food service retailer, which is a ridiculous Wikipedian way of saying chain restaurant, Ruby Tuesday, which in a somewhat bizarre fashion had recently sold to a small Florida-based restaurant chain called Lime Fresh Mexican Grill, announced the closure of 95 of its restaurants in the U.S., including the location at 4121 South National Avenue in Springfield, Missouri. The building remained empty for a few years until the summer of 2018, when the long, dark night broke, bringing the dawn of Emerald Wednesday. And yes, all the preamble was solely set up for that bad joke, a waste of your time and mine, for which I will not apologize. Goodbye. Great. 
Alas, Emerald Wednesday is not a thing that exists. The actual restaurant to open in the old Ruby Tuesday space was Bowie Korean Grill. The owners were, and still are, father-son duo David and Cosmo Kwan. David and his wife, he, had moved here in 2005 from Southern California, where they had owned and operated a Korean barbecue restaurant. They came to Springfield for the sole purpose of buying and running Hinode Japanese Steakhouse and Sushi, which they successfully rebranded and expanded into three locations. Someday, we will probably cover the Kwan's story in full, but since it's really more the story of Hinode than Bowie, I think we'll save it for a Hinode episode. The Hinode story is wild. It involves crimes, all of which predate the involvement of the Kwan family, whose activities, by all accounts, seem to be of the non-criminal variety. Unless it's a crime to cook high-quality meat on a table-side grill, that is. With Bowie Korean Grill, the Kwans sought to create a truly communal dining experience. It's 25 bucks a person, which seems like a lot until you consider that not only is it all you can eat, but also each table comes equipped with a natural gas grill on which diners themselves cook a truly devastating 13 types of meat, along with tofu, calamari, shrimp, and or a bunch of vegetables. Bowie also does takeout orders for totally reasonable prices as well. I hope that we, Andes, and Dan survived our trip to Bowie Korean Grill, and if we did, you're about to hear us talk about it. Maybe we've got something to talk about. So I gotta say, the first couple of jokes, nothing, nothing. <laughs> but then I, I got Andy. I got her. <laughs> uh, the Ruby Tuesday got me. That, 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 that was a good one. I was laughing so hard. I was covering up my face and my glasses were fogging up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I do like, especially the wee Andes, the royal wee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all connected. <laughs> Andy, so, the best name. It, you know what? It's a strong name. <laughs> That's the joke whenever somebody's named Andrew. It's a strong name. You and, know, it's got all the right letters in it. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> So, had any of you been to that Ruby Tuesday before? Um, I had not. I've only ever been to the one in the mall. Okay. I feel like I must have been. Like, my mom took me to a lot of places when I was young, but it must have been when I was, like, a kid. Yeah. I know I went there a few times, and it must... I know I went during college because the server there was the same dude that was always, like, working really hard at Casper's during the day. Oh, wow. So, I'd seen him at both places, and it's, like, two totally different worlds, like, the most <laughs> independent restaurant imaginable and the most corporate restaurant imaginable. <laughs> I have no memory of the food at Ruby Tuesday, and I guarantee I went there, like, 15 times as a kid, going after church and whatnot with family. My left arm what just got numb like. whenever you brought up uh, Casper's. <laughs> 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 anyway, just was curious about that, because, I mean, it just sat there, and it's, it's a big nothing to me. Like, I don't know what that food tastes like yeah. or look like, and I ate so much of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're known for their salad bar. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Their salad bar is pretty awesome. I think they're also known for, like, barbecue. Uh, give me a Caesar. Neat. <laughs> it's wow. a bar. Wow. <laughs> All right. Off to a good start. Caesar salad <laughs> on the rocks. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Should we do some more? <laughs> Help us. I mean, how, how many other? <laughs> this is, this is, that's the voice that I imagine every single guest who's been on this show <laughs> is using right there. Oh, yeah. 
So Bowie, why'd you pick Bowie, Andy? I think I wanted a place that had some good memories already. And the thing that I love about Bowie is that it's an experience. It's not just like uh-huh. a restaurant that you go to by yourself because you're hungry. Because like, I think that'd be really lame. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> well, I think it's a great place to bring like family or yeah. friends and then have a good time. Like eat as much as you want to, but for a two-hour span. Uh-huh. And almost always, you're going to want to use those two hours. We pushed that two-hour. We pushed that two hours. <laughs> I think we had a cool... Like, we did, developed a friendship with our server was part of it. Yeah. And she just let us keep going, which is pretty cool. But exactly. The servers are usually pretty awesome there. I've never had bad service. They've always been really cool. And um, all the times I've been there, just like uh, three times, have been for like a birthday party when my folks finally sold their house. Mm-hmm. And I think just to like introduce my folks to that place in the first place. And each time was... A cool experience. Yeah. I think you pretty much got the nail on the head, and I was, was going to wait to bring that up until my review, but like, it's just a fun place to eat. Yeah. Regardless of the food, which we'll get into, and a lot of it's really good, but regardless of what the food tastes like or anything, it's just a fun place to be and sit. And it's certainly conducive to having more in-depth conversations than you would at a place that you sit at for 40 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, really, we really got into it. <laughs> well, you know, mo- usually all your talking at the table is done before you start eating and, like, shoving right. it in your face. Whereas this, like, you have the 10-minute lulls of cooking things or waiting for the next thing to come. And it's a much more, I don't know, it's a relaxed, more spread-out affair. Yeah. O- on the downside, you're like... Uh, Hang on a second. Let me interrupt you telling me about your philosophy about work and life to ask how long we need to fry this uh, (laughs) piece of meat. (laughs) Hang on just a second. Let me interrupt. Pause for a moment. Anyway, uh, that's that doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, Didn't bother me all that much because that's usually all I'm talking about anyway is how long I like to cook meats. <laughs> well, that is your philosophy about work. It's just yeah. well, so eating, eating meat. Having Asian parents, immigrant parents in particular, growing up, I've never actually gone camping, uh-huh. but it kind of... Uh, Wait, are my parents Asian? <laughs> right? Um, it reminded me of like what you would think that would happen at camping. Like, cause like there's a fire in the middle and everyone's cooking food uh-huh, and sure. talking yeah. and telling stories. And there's like a rhythm to it, you know, like as you're getting the food ready or s- someone takes responsibility for that particular dish. Absolutely. Then, yeah. What a great connection <laughs> or parallel. That's so smart. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so let's, uh, let's jump into the food. If we don't mm. have anything else to say right now, Dan and I, this is bo- both of our first trips. Yeah. All right, so let's start with the sides. There's just so much to cover with this. Right. So much to oh, cover yeah. with this. There's sides and there's banchan, which is like two separate things. So let's just start with the sides. They give you the option of having salad or miso soup, which will bring out to you. It's pretty well, good salad. Well, already on the table. Oh, it's they already give you the option between yeah. okay. uh, steamed rice or miso soup. Right, right, right. right. So bowl. the salad, show up salads on the table. It is almost, it was kind of like a Caesar salad, maybe without the croutons. It kind of reminded me of that, that mm. consistency. Maybe a little more acidic. That? Uh, okay. It, I mean, it honestly just reminded me of like a salad that you would have at a hibachi grill right, yeah. place, but uh, well, there's maybe a little, bit a little cheese on there. There was like grated cheese on it. It's made me think of it sure. as, a, as a, like a Caesar. No, Andy. Andy, <laughs> Andy looks I'm giving doubtful looks. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's definitely like more of like a like just a sesame salad yeah. type thing, or something more on the sweeter side. When okay. I think Caesar, I think like more savory. Um, yeah, it was just the cheese. Caesar's bad. Not a, <laughs> it's not a Caesar. It's definitely not. Now. We pretty much just started the meal with a salad, but eventually I looked in the menu and there was a lot of like mixing the salad with your meats, which I think we kind of missed out on and probably would have been pretty delicious. Yeah, uh, that's a big part of this review for me is going to be uh, 
exploring what you should do. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm very excited to go again. Well, I had some good tips. I had reached out to, I actually had reached out, but I told a couple people that I was going and got some good advice as to what to get and how to get it. And that's how we wound up ordering some of the stuff we got first. We were going to try and get all 13 meats, Ugh. but we did not quite <laughs> no. make it. I think we got close. We did. We, we got 10 overall. Uh, let's talk about that miso soup. Shows up. It's pretty hot. It's maybe mm-hmm. you can even look at it and tell that like there's more going on. There's like more to it, more in the soup than there is at most places we get the miso. Very soup. red. It's got a red yeah. oil. It almost looks there. like a hot and sour soup. The more than a miso soup, sure. but you taste it. It's got that miso flavor for sure. It's also got some potatoes in there. Really? Yeah, little chunks of potato. I didn't get any of those. You got to dip down lower, man. <laughs> I, I didn't eat all that much of my soup, unfortunately. Only but. dipping right below the surface <laughs> of the soup. I love how excited you are getting about the soup. I, uh, yeah. Have you heard the show before? <laughs> I definitely sipped it a few times. It was a nice, yeah. uh, it was a very cold evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a nice little soup mm-hmm. to have. Andy, you just got the... Uh, steamed rice right i've had the soup before it's not my favorite and um well you know there's a strategy when you're going to an all-you-can-eat place uh-huh. you don't want to load up on too much stuff i don't know this is just my parents are like yeah order the expensive stuff eat more oh, of yeah. that absolutely <laughs> soup and salad and rice don't have too much although um those little pancakes that yeah. come and the appetizers they are my weakness mm-hmm. uh, we had to order another thing of those I before our first plate of meats guys. let's, let's get into the banchan <laughs> so sticky rice fine it's sticky rice it mm-hmm. tastes pretty good sure. it just adds texture to whatever you're eating uh the banchan as uh, we know is like the our we talked about this in another korean restaurant the golden th- korean that we went episode, to yeah and they come out and they have these very small uh, plate. They're not really plates. They're like small containers. Yeah, saucers. Yeah, that have kimchi, vegetable pancakes, corn salad, pickle, radish wrap. And there was one more. I don't know what it was. It looked I like it was some other kind of pickle vegetable. Seen, I, yeah, I always mm. see it. Yeah, it was, it was fine. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So kimchi. thought it was pretty good kimchi. It wasn't too pungent. It was pretty mild. Yeah. You know, definitely like a Southwest Missouri version of kimchi. Any thoughts on it. that? I am just so bad at eating those small yeah. types of treats. Like I've I've been <laughs> never a big fan. My mom and dad would have like this huge jar of kimchi and be like, "Can you uh, push that away?" Because uh-huh. <laughs> there's definitely more on the pungent side. But uh, no, I haven't um, had many of the sides. But uh, they all look delicious. Yeah, uh, vegetable pancakes. I think it's like yeah. a potato mm-hmm. base is the one that right. you were talking about, and they come out as like squares. They're like thin oh. squares that are sort of layered atop each other. Most pizza cut. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure and uh yeah they're so good oh. <laughs> they're so good uh, yeah i could i mean we were eating them cold at first then we started throwing yeah. them on the mm-hmm. grill which i thought was a great tip mm-hmm. and uh yeah I, I i just love those pancakes somebody had told me to make sure that we take bites before and then throw some on the grill uh-huh. like maybe you should get the variety i think that i threw i never actually ate one off the grill because every time i put one on somebody else ate it. <laughs> It's kind of like a survival of the fittest. It's like if you don't go for it, like, okay, I've been polite. I waited like at least 10 seconds here. It's mine. Yeah. I mean, I was probably running my mouth and just not paying <laughs> yeah. attention. Or taking yeah. a photo, you know. Yeah, that's true. Oh, boy. So many photos. Uh, it was like some kind of corn salad. I don't know exactly what that was. Yeah, in, in some kind of cream. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure what it was. It was pretty good. I mean, yeah. it had a very like Southern American feel to it mm-hmm. to me. And there's pickled radish wrap, which we may get into a little bit later. I mean, they're big, thin, like round, thin. The full size of, of the radish. radish. Yeah. 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 The full, uh, what, diameter or circumference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, you hear pickled and you think it's going to be like very vinegary. They weren't really that no. vinegary. They very much had like a sweet, almost syrupy radish flavor. Yeah. 
And Dan, weren't you like, I don't even like pickled radishes usually. Uh-huh. No, typically I don't like radishes at all, uh, but I'll get into these pickled radishes a little later whenever I, I found out what exactly you're supposed to do <laughs> uh-huh. with them. <laughs> So there are also three sauces. Each of us mm-hmm. gets this, you know, th- this sauce boat with three <laughs> openings in it. And uh, there's just like a sweet, salty, and spicy one. The salty one has like grains of salt in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one's, it, they're, they're all really good. The spicy was my favorite one for sure. Get like, me on the sauce boat. I'll swap <laughs> the deck. I don't care. <laughs> it's more like a sauce raft. I don't know if it's big enough to call it a boat. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think of sushi boats. Like the You're right. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're 100% mm-hmm. right. It's a sauce raft. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> It'll save your life in a pinch. <laughs> okay, so that's everything that's out on the table when you arrive, with the exception of those two things mm. that they bring out before they bring out the meats. That's a good point, though. So you said when we arrive. Typically, it actually takes them a while to set up the table mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So even if it's going to be a weekday night or slow night, you want to call ahead and let them know that you're coming because that way you can just uh, arrive and then be seated at the table. Yeah, so we showed up, they brought the stuff out and then you have to peruse the menu to decide what you want and it's so hard Mm -hmm. to decide where to start. So there are 13 meats, but there's other stuff on there too. We tried some of that stuff as well. And the way it works is you can order four meats your first round and then every round after that you order two. At least with a group of our size. I don't know if like we had two people at the table if it would still be four meats to start with or what. Yeah, so typically... um, it depends on like how busy they are. So it's no- normally only supposed to be two meats at a time, but I know so they've been recently doing like four meats at the very sure. beginning. So that makes it easier for the server. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you are in a big enough group, they have uh, these rooms where you actually get two grills and you basically everything's doubled. Uh, so okay. you get like four meats at a time every cool. time that you order. But I love that. Yeah. They used to have two different tiers that you could do. So you could do like a sixteen ninety nine version where you had less of the meats available to you, and then the premium version is the twenty four ninety nine one. Which which I think is the only one they do now, which is what we did. Yep. So we started with the chattel baggy, chattel baggy, chattel baggy. Yeah, that was the first thing that we ate. It's thinly sliced brisket, mm. and it's almost like razor thin. Yeah, it shows up and it's it's in a roll. It's like a, it's almost like a fruit roll up. Sure, <laughs> and you can either That's a good way un- yeah unroll it on your own, or sometimes depending on where it falls on the grill, it'll sort of like unroll itself but so at first they were i still frozen to the point where they were a little hard to unroll as they thawed a little bit they were easier to get flat on the grill but Mm -hmm. even if it just kind of collapsed on itself the thin was meat enough the thin was meat enough (laughs) the wheat cheese i was said wheat (laughs) as in wheat thins r.i.p harris whittles wheat thicks give me that wheat uh but yeah the the thin the meat was thin enough God Almighty! <laughs> <laughs> it's all staying in, and just that like that, just, your political career no has mercy. ended. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it was good. <laughs> That's what okay. I was trying to say. So, because they're so thin, these ones cook pretty quickly. Yes. I right. should say on the menu, it tells you how long to cook mm-hmm. each one, so you don't get sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- this one gets really crispy if you leave it on just the right amount. You can get it where it's more tender because it's so thin; it gets real crispy. I feel like there's a perfect amount of time for this specific dish you know we can get the crispiness and still a little like uh, <laughs> greasiness from the inside some, some of the fat this is I, good this is a good one right i think that's half the fun is that because it's all you can eat and you have the grill right in front of you and you are the chef master you mm-hmm. know you can experiment with everything you can see oh does this taste better this way or that way which sauce does it taste better with what combination of things that's part of the fun it's 
not just an eating experience, it's a creative experience. Yeah. Yeah. I that's what I particularly loved about this slice of meat was you could cook it to where it was still a little pink and it would be very good and mm-hmm. tender. Or you could cook it fully dark brown and get it crispy. And either way, it was still a, a lovely meat. Yeah. Another one we did for our first round, and I'm very sorry, I'm not gonna get these names right, but it's Semgepsol, which is pork belly. Mm-hmm. Pork belly. Mm-hmm. Uh, three-layer meat is what that word means in Korean, referring to the three distinct lines of lean meat and fat in the pork belly that appear when you know it gets cut. Four more layers, you got a good dip. <laughs> oh, no. Yeesh. <laughs> you just like to... You want a dip made of pork belly. Well, for three of the layers, sure. I mean, you could just melt down that fat, I guess, get some chips and stick it in there, Dan. Hey. Sounds like a thing you might do. All right. <laughs> Anyway, the pork belly comes out in like thick strips. Yeah, I think it was like salted and just salt and pepper. Mm -hmm. And it was a really simple topping, but it was really delicious. Yeah, it's very fatty. You know, all pork belly is. And so when you bite into it, it does have like sort of a crispy layer on the outside, but it's kind of melty on the inside Mm -hmm. because there's so much fat. And, you know, your mileage may vary on that. I I went into the. I'm not typically a big pork belly fan, but I went to this evening thinking I'm going to eat a lot of meat. Like this is going (laughs) to this is going to be I'm going to let myself do this tonight. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that textural sensation of it almost becoming liquidy, like somewhere in between a liquid and a solid. It's it sounds gross. Yeah, no, I see your faces. But like that's how that's it pork tasted. Belly. Yeah, no, no, it was yeah. cool. Um, I was just thinking the there's that place downtown. They have a really good pork belly sandwich. They capitalize on that what you're talking about, and they make it like caramelized, uh-huh. and it's really tasty. It's um oh, it's just there on the corner of the square. Queen City Dive, Wine Dive. No, other corner. Let's see, Golden Girl. Okay, opposite corner. <laughs> Civil Kitchen. Oh, Civil yeah, it's kitchen. Got yeah. Civil Kitchen. They've got a really good pork belly sandwich. Thank oh, really? you. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, there's a couple places in town that will do you really well with the pork belly. Really like Lucky Tiger pork belly. Really like the, t- like the Team Taco pork belly. Has yeah. that been like a thing for a while? I feel like pork belly just like was discovered overnight it, yeah. and was at all the restaurants after that. I definitely had a pork belly taco in Chicago in 2008 because it left a massive impression on me. Mm. <laughs> I really like the pork belly ramen from... Uh, Oh, craniums, <laughs> craniumies, <laughs> pay up. <laughs> okay, so pork belly, pretty good. We got galbi. This came highly recommended. Yes. These are beef spare ribs and a thin, sweet soy sauce marinade. They use the same marinade for mm-hmm. a lot of the things that we got. My expectations were high because both of the people that I talked to prior to eating here said the spare ribs were great. I think that you, Andy, had said that we need to start with the spare ribs because it's like the most. Uh, value for the money. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, we're talking about the price. $25 can be a little bit steep, but if you go to a Korean restaurant and you get an order of Galbi, it's typically $20 for just that plate. Uh-huh. And that'll serve two people, but, you know, that's definitely one of the more expensive meats and also one of the, um, just a really nice quality, good tasting dish. Yeah. Uh, I think the ones we got were a little fattier than I would have preferred. For a, you, you may take that risk anytime you get ribs. You know, you could get some with big old chunks of fat in there. It wasn't like the same uh, pleasurable fat of the pork belly. For somehow, it was just getting a whole mouthful of fat. Now, I like them a lot. I think the marinade is, is especially good. And you know, it, they come the way they come is really interesting because it's like small chunks with the bone uh-huh. rather than these huge ribs. I don't know. It was pretty cool. What'd you think, Dan? I really enjoyed it. I didn't have the fattiness. I don't think that uh. you had. I, I mine seemed real nice and tender. I'm gonna go ahead and say early that I think anything with a marinade on it was 
better than the items that yeah. were just seasoned with salt and pepper. I, I just I just thought they there, there was so much more flavor to it. I, I really I enjoyed the short rib. Though. Yeah. And whenever you get something with the marinade, they had rec- recommended, or maybe it was Andy that was saying that you, you basically walked us through how to do this whole thing while we were there. So you have to clean the grill every time uh-huh. you have something marinated. Otherwise, you're, you're going to like get a lot of the detritus and the liquid from the previous thing you were grilling on the next thing you're grilling. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we had you there. Like a, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I was a, kind of like a tour guide. <laughs> <laughs> consultant. Consultant. <laughs> was there something the, like some other word you were thinking of, but it was going James to be... consultant. Okay, okay, okay. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking of the person who sits at like the fancy desk in real nice hotels. Concierge. You, concierge. Yes. You are meat concierge. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I ever wanted to be. I just dreamed about growing up and being a meat concierge. <laughs> For the most esteemed <laughs> podcast host. Oh, esteemed. All right. Uh, you've been hanging out with, uh, I almost said Robin Thick. Who's the person <laughs> who's on Fresh Air? Oh, jeez. Not Robin Thick. No Terry clue. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. The next thing we got was Hang Jung Sal. <laughs> pork jowl, lightly seasoned with salt and pepper. Pork jowl is pork cheek. Mm-hmm. Pork cheek. So these came in, uh, they were thick strips, but they weren't as thick as the pork belly had been. And uh, these were good, too. Yeah, I think this one and um, the first one we mentioned, the um, Chattabogie, were the two recommendations by our server. Yes, Annie. Annie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Abby. She was really, Abby? It was Abby. Abby. I think it was Abby. Uh, Abby was really cool. Go back. Abby. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she was really great. I think maybe she was. Well, we need to talk about her a little She's later. Um yeah. Uh, what do you think, Dan? I think I liked the pork jowl more than the pork belly. They okay. both had similar qualities as far as fattiness and meltiness. Uh, the pork jowl almost took on a little more crispiness, though. Maybe it was just the length of time that we <laughs> cooked it. Yeah. That's also a big factor here is if you cook something longer, it's going to be different. than <laughs> Your mileage you may vary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. there, there, is a, there is potential for user error here. I like the jowl quite a bit. I think we went back and got a different uh, seasoning on a different type of pork jowl later also. Next, we're going to move into the bulgogi portion of the Ooh. evening. So we tried three different types of bulgogi. We sure did. Bulgogi means, you all know, you know fire meat. Oh, fire meat. Okay. Uh, we started with a beef bulgogi. It's thinly sliced ribeye steak and that same soy sauce marinade. Uh, that's made from soy sauce, sugar, sesame oil, garlic, ground black pepper. Traditionally, this beef bulgogi uh, is, you know, like the most basic thing you can get at a Korean place. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, what, what moms get whenever they're scared <laughs> of everything else on the menu. And I got to say, this was a fantastic beef bulgogi. And it was my favorite thing that we ate. I was going to say, awesome. I thought it was your favorite. Yeah. We I, ordered more of it at I the think end. it was my favorite, too. We ordered more really of it at good. the end. It was so good. It was also the easiest to cook because, yeah. I mean, right. there was an abundance of marinade left on the little tray that they give you, which uh-huh. wasn't even the case with the other marinated items. So you could just pour it all on top <laughs> of the grill at the same time. Like, there was no placement required. You just kind of had to move it around. And, yeah. oh, man. This, with the bulgogi, we would, like, use the tongs and move, like, actually, actively move it around while we while you were cooking it to get it cooked mm-hmm. on both sides at least i did that when i cooked it it's so tender and juicy and you get a little bit of christmas here and there on the edges this was really fantastic i mean it was it was great what do you think it was fantastic and we didn't mention you don't actually have to go to get just the buffet you can mm-hmm. actually go and just get the beef bulgogi yeah yeah i 
I think I would. I mean, it's it, like it's nine bucks or something yeah. to do it as takeout, which I, I would definitely do. I've really grown to love bulgogi since we started this podcast. And I don't think I had had it prior to mm-hmm. us uh, beginning this. And since it's become one of my favorite dishes, I, I just I just really love the flavors. That's yeah, awesome. it, it's it's great. Now, we also tried pork bulgogi, mm-hmm. pork chuck. So it was like ground mm-hmm. pork in the same soy sauce marinade. Fine. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, it's 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 good. It's got that same flavor, but it's more fatty, porky. <laughs> <laughs> well, pork in general, just uh, you want to be a bit more careful when you're cooking it. Yeah. Beef is pretty like easy. You, if it's a little undercooked, that's okay. And then the shrimp was also like, um, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. But like some items, you definitely want to be more careful around. Mm-hmm. And so just like. It's, it, you also find out more about your friends. Um, we looked at, the, so there's a little um, guidebook. It says, this cooks for four to five minutes. And I see Andy pulling out his phone. and like, okay, let's time this. I'm like, you're ruining all the fun. Uh, <laughs> I, think I totally abandoned timing anything. Yeah. The last hour was just like, yep, that seems Whatever. good. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. I, ba- I abandoned it pretty soon. Uh, after I tried to start it also. And right, Mostly because you, you guys shame me. <laughs> <laughs> only only in the be- best way. No, um, <laughs> it's a friendly shaming. Friendly shaming. Um, also, it's kind of hard to tell if it's fully cooked or not, and you can't. they don't give you any knives. Uh-huh. So you have to actually use scissors if you want to cut through. Yeah! Scissors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I took out the scissors, and one of the arms fell on the ground <laughs> immediately. I'd be like, oh, I broke the scissors. Yeah, he had a, he had a real uh, at-the-drive-in moment. A little bit of one arm scissor. Yeah, yeah, I was going yeah. there, too. Yeah, shout out Mike Stevens. Shout out two people who listen to the show getting that. <laughs> Spicy chicken bulgogi we also tried, mm. which I liked quite a bit. I really Chicken thigh mm-hmm. not the breast you know i love those thighs mm-hmm. andy's exposing his thigh to us right now <laughs> <laughs> my thigh affinity is being exposed to you right now he's trying to hitch a ride <laughs> <laughs> to flavor town <laughs> ugh <laughs> it's the same marinade but this time they add some crushed red pepper or maybe some other kind of spicy uh, oil to it this was good it wasn't crazy spicy um, you know, I'm constantly on a quest for something that's going to burn me up. This didn't even get my nose running, you know, <laughs> it was fine. Yeah, it wasn't it was crazy spicy. Uh, I think if you want a good amount of spice, you've got to go with the spicy of the dips Yeah, on there. You, we didn't experiment with this at all. I wonder what it would be like if you pre-dipped it and then cooked it because oh. they had sesame oil, which I know once that hits the grill, that complex I was going to say complexifies. Complexifies. <laughs> wow. I, I have some questions, Professor. <laughs> I don't know. Um, with our generation, you can come up with words that way. Yes, yeah. Like, I mean, did that make complete sense to me the moment you said it? Yeah. yeah so it's totally. like, let's add it to the dex- dictionary. Let's uh-huh. uh, call it Miriam Webb and complexify <laughs> that and dedict go ahead and yeah, throw that sure. in there. Too. Complexify actually sounds like a math rock band. It does. Oh, You're yeah. right. Yeah. Or like it's a very spacey, mm-hmm. a bad a muse album, <laughs> reverb. <laughs> yes, yeah. a bad muse album. You mean there aren't all? <laughs> <laughs> There's like one good one, right? Two. Actually, hey, we're gonna have to save this for the bonus episodes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The uh, official ranking Tune of in muse for our albums on Muse. <laughs> I have to listen to the Muse albums for the first time in order to do that bonus episode. Yeah, good. Uh, are we still on spicy chicken bulgogi? We yes. are. Yeah. <laughs> Can't it you tell? Good. It was good. I, I love the the quality. The the chicken was very high. Really enjoyed the texture and fattiness of the thighs. It's not nearly as fat as like the pork we were eating earlier, but it's fatty for chicken, especially relative to the breast, which it is really cooked so good. well. Too. Yeah. It was so moist. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, 
I whatever we ordered chicken, I really expected to maybe overcook it or God forbid undercook it. But yeah. I think we I, I think we did very well. We were all excellent grill masters. Yeah. <laughs> That's also a very fun aspect of this, obviously, is we all traded off grill master position and putting it on there and Yeah, I gotta say, um, you both did more than me because I just lacked confidence. <laughs> no, I mean you were doing. A, you had to take the I pictures some, and yeah. stuff, and you. you oh, had pretty your early on, I was on. clearly being too timid, and Andy was like, "Okay, you take the pictures. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen: you take the pictures, and we'll handle this." It's just fun <laughs> cooking for your friends. Like yeah. you're you're cooking for everyone. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get into the drinks later, but it's... Before we do that, though, we have three more things to talk about. We're now through the red meat portion, red and white meat portion, and we're into the uh, seafood and vegetarian options. Let's start with the tofu steak. Tofu steak, very thick Hmm. strips of tofu. Um, I can get down with tofu. Tofu can be really good. I just, Um, I wasn't a big fan of the execution there. Very bland. I don't know if it was the day we went or the particular batch we got, because we only got it one time. Yeah. So maybe we got a a bad batch, but it just was, uh, too crumbly. I may have overcooked it. Oh, as okay. Well. I, I they can, they I were on the grill for that was a, a little bit. It was just Sometimes bland. it can be. Tofu is really <laughs> hard to cook right. Like, I really like the kind where it's like uh, crunchy on the outside. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. there's some great tofu. I mean, craniums. Got a real nice uh, smoked tofu. Uh, yeah, I hated the tofu. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it so was, bad. It was I, disgusting. I mean, like, it's uh, terrible. I'm not a big tofu fan either. You know, I'm glad that they have other options, but. I really don't think this is a restaurant you go to if you're a vegetarian no. yeah. yes. or a vegan. Like, well, they, you can even get a vegetable plate there, but even so, it's going to be cooking in the fats of other meats that have been on the grill, yeah. probably. Like, if you were going there exclusively as a vegetarian, it seems like a no, very bad, bad choice. Idea. Yeah. Uh, we also tried calamari steak. Calamari steak. So this is squid body, kind of the thick rectangular segments. It showed up. It's like solid white, mm-hmm. and it's almost like snowy looking. It had a little <laughs> texture on the outside. It took a long time to cook this it does. one, and uh, it was good. It was it, like, was it was definitely a welcome departure from all the fatty <laughs> meat that we had. Not that it wasn't fatty, it was just a very different flavor and texture. Very full, a little bit more subtle. Wasn't like in mm, your face, definitely. you know. It was really tasty. Enjoyed that. Yeah, I think this would have. Uh, if I had to do it again, I probably would have ordered this one first and maybe had it with my salad. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this was another one that I was kind of afraid of, either undercooking or overcooking right. it and having it very rubby. <laughs> rubby. <laughs> I knew exactly what you meant. Are again. you? My brain okay? is just broken. Are you today. all right? <laughs> I don't know, Andy. <laughs> uh, but no, the texture turned out lovely. It, it had a real nice. Real nice bite to it. Okay. Yeah. I think um, the key to that, I think I cooked that one, is to cook it a little bit longer than they Mm. tell you to. Mm. Um, And you know, like whenever they have those instructions, it just depends on like how thick the cut is, right? That's another one of the money items is like the calamari Mm because normally at another restaurant it's going to be really expensive. So even if it's not your favorite thing or you've never had it before, you should definitely try it because it's delicious. Radical. We also tried shrimp, which come in the shell, mm-hmm. and you grow them in the shell. And Still got the legs and all. Yeah. I mean, you got, yeah, it's just the full shrimp, and you, you got to peel it and everything. I liked it um, once I was able to get one. It did take <laughs> yeah. a little bit to cook, and then it did take forever to get all of the pieces on the outside off the legs. <laughs> I mean, when you're used to like having the legs off of there, so it's very high maintenance to eat these. And I think 
I'm just bad at it because by the time I was done getting mine, I'm pretty sure that all of them except for one other one were, were gone. So yeah, I I kind of developed a system where you just made a slit with your fork across the whole top area, oh. and then you could kind of deshell it. But I, you know, our server explained to us at the beginning that in Korea they don't use knives, and that, that's why they gave yeah. us the scissors to cut our meat. Um, but I do think like a little a little knife. W- yeah, would, I mean, would be helpful in s- with some of these meats. I was just using my fingers, which are no longer big and fat like they were <laughs> for the last three years. Thank goodness. And uh, I still couldn't do it. <laughs> I've got nimble, dexterous fingers again now and still couldn't open that shrimp. Very I just kept trying to open it and then looking at my fingers and thinking they were little shrimps. And <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> just sucking, the, just sucking the juice off of them. This is definitely like a cultural <laughs> thing. It's so funny because like I've been to a lot of Asian parties yeah. where that's exactly how they present the shrimp all in the shell. Just like that. Yeah, just like that. And sometimes people even suck on the shell if, if it's marinated. This one really wasn't. So yeah. I don't recommend that. But um, no, it's it's part of the fun. It's like you kind of have to get down and dirty with your food. Mm-hmm. And um, well, I love doing that. Oh, generally. Good, good. Yeah, like a shrimp um, boil. Yeah, totally. And another uh, good strategy, if it's your first time there, is to like create basically. Cre- they don't give you one, but basically create a waste plate. Mm-hmm. Oh you yeah, ha- it quickly piles up like the excess, the shrimp skin, and then like also the bones from the galbi mm-hmm. and some of those other foods. Mm-hmm. And so usually, like we'll finish up an appetizer, one of those little mini saucers, and then we'll use that as like a little plate where you can dump the extra stuff on. Uh-huh. We're going to have to publish these rules online. Somewhere. Totally. <laughs> I guess that's what we're doing it's right now. It's like a now. strategy guide yeah. for video game. So at the very back of the menu, there is a section that I didn't notice until we were almost done eating called how to eat <laughs> Korean barbecue. <laughs> and it was specifically revolved around these very thinly sliced uh, pieces of radish where you take those and you take them as a basically a soft taco shell about street taco size and then you put some meat in there and put some sauce in there and then it recommend putting the salad on top i used a little kimchi on mine and then just using that as a little radish wrap and i gotta say i didn't try it until the very very end like right before i just hit a full brick wall (laughs) of meat and I tried it with the beef bulgogi, and that was the best bite I had of the entire. <laughs> wow, meal. yeah. If I could go back again, I would have, we would have had to order three or four extra uh, radishes, sliced radishes yeah. because would you that say was so good. That experience was rad. Oh, <laughs> ish. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Alley oop, dude. Like a, no, no, that's, that's like an alley oop on a uh, basketball goal that's been lowered to six feet. <laughs> <laughs> so, last but not least, certainly not least, we tried soju, which is this clear, colorless, uh, clear <laughs> uh, alcoholic beverage uh, from Korea. We got a grapefruit version at the encouragement of our server because we didn't really know what to get. They have sure. several different versions. These are fruit flavored or not fruit flavored, just like standard. And she recommended grapefruit, so that's what we got. And they have this whole ritual. Right. Um, you are not allowed to pour your own shot. You drink these as shots, though we just sipped them. Someone else has to pour it for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's bad luck or if it's just rude or what the situation is there. I think it did say on that menu, but I didn't. Yeah. Well, there was even a traditional cheers to go around mm-hmm. uh, with it. Uh, Gun Bay. Gun Bay. What it was. Yeah. What's that mean? Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the internet. Gun Bay toast. I mean, I I know what it means in my household, and it's uh, 
It's when my girlfriend gets her AK out. <laughs> the beef gun bay. <laughs> she packs. <laughs> the beef packs. Let's just go and scrap this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you want to feel here? Let's feel dumb. Uh, gun bay means cheers. <laughs> wow. Wow. Here you go. Okay. Uh, so we ended our meal at Bowie with uh, the only way. The only way that was right to end it. Sure. Some dessert. It was a very simple. Kind of, I would say, an, even an elegant dessert. Yeah. It was half of a moon pie mm-hmm. and a scoop of ice cream. The, and the tiniest scoop of uh-huh. ice cream. We, ha- we have a little candy bowl here in front of us, and it's akin to the size of a Tootsie Roll pop, the top uh-huh. of that. Like so, a, a melon baller of ice cream almost. Yeah. Really, yeah. It's really just a palate cleanser. You know, Absolutely. you've eaten so much meat throughout the night. And it's just nice to end with something sweet. Yeah, and everything's warm that you're eating, warm to mm-hmm. hot that you're eating before, and it's really nice to just have that uh, kind of comforting, cool flavor, and it's kind of a mix of the texture. It's not crunchy, but it's almost crunchy, Yeah, the, the moon pie. It was good. Yeah. It was a really good dessert. I, I was honestly very relieved that it was no bigger than it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like we need to recognize our server, Abby. Uh, she did an excellent job, and it was her first night yes her, her first night uh at soloing bowie. a table a soloing a table yeah. at bowie and she was so friendly yeah. and accommodated everything we needed and even when troubles arose which they didn't really arise she was like apologetic and stuff when she had to change out the grill and she was just, she was a fantastic server she even told us what to order at the next restaurant we were going yeah. to yeah. <laughs> she ended up working yeah she was she had worked there yeah and it was already uh scheduled you said that total you're- coincidence that <laughs> we're yep. going to restaurant x and she mentioned that she worked there i was like oh oh, oh we're gonna go there next week and yep. like all eager she's like why are you guys why do you already know where you're gonna go <laughs> next week and why is it this place and she gave us some recommendations which we did not take today whenever we went before recording you did you got the the appetizer right oh Oh, yeah that's that's right right. yeah we we did did take one we'll get into that next week but what do you think does she deserve the oh springfield most springfield most springfield mo distinguished (laughs) is that a thing uh distinguished uh i think it's the golden Golden Tower. tower award for distinguished achievement in the field of food service yeah I think she does. <laughs> so she deserves the, the Spring, Spring Food Mo, Spring Field Mo, Golden, Golden Tower Award for Achievement, Distinguished Achievement, <laughs> Food Service. We can't keep this. We can't Bay. do this. <laughs> I'm so sorry about this. Subscribe to our bonus shows. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, she was fantastic. Yeah, she was great. Though, one of the best servers. She was really good. Thank you, Abby. So I think it's about time that uh, we rate this. Absolutely. What are we rating them by, Dan? <laughs> Out of tabletop grill stops. About tabletop RPGs, except the G's grill. <laughs> <laughs> Role-playing grill. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. All That's right, better many, than what I said. How many, how many tabletop <laughs> role-playing grills? <laughs> Would you rate uh, Bowie out of five, Andy's son? We'll start with you. I'd say the food is 4.5 out of mm. five, but like the experience is five out of five, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think when I go to most restaurants, I usually have like a favorite dish or something, yeah. and you know you're going to really love it. So it's not that, because this is more like a buffet where there's a lot of different items, and some of them you may, they may be like really fantastic, but some of them are like, eh. Mm-hmm. But the the real joy is really just sharing all the different types of food mm-hmm. with your friends. Absolutely, Dan. What do you think? Oh, did you give it a? You said four point five. What do you think, Dan? 
I think I'm, I'm going to go with a 4.5 as well. I really, really enjoyed this. Um, and more than anything, I'm excited to go again now that I've like gotten the initial one out of the way. And I think next time I go, I'll, I'll know exactly what to get. I think I would just go straight beef, go with the thinly sliced beef, uh, go with the beef bulgogi, go with the chicken bulgogi. You're definitely going to go with the beef sometime soon. Yeah, oh, I'm going with the beef. <laughs> Andy, this is something we inexplicably started calling his girlfriend was the beef. Yes. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. yeah. You know, she's rare to find. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, a real choice cut. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, no, I, I just. A real ribeye. <laughs> that is, well, okay. USDA approved. <laughs> um, the beef <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i really enjoyed it if i had to suggest a few improvements to bowie uh-huh. here on the podcast give me some smaller tongs yeah with not so much rubber on them i think i mean i think i understand why the rubber's there so that people don't leave their tongs mm-hmm. on the grill and then burn themselves but uh i think some smaller tongs would have made everything a little easier yeah. to manage uh control of the grill because there's a lot of things on the menu that say cook at medium or high and the grill control is actually on the side of the table and not tabletop for you. Probably also just so people don't cause gas leaks yeah, in the building and blow everything up. Type yeah. Issues yeah. You're about. <laughs> you know, absolutely. <laughs> give me more safety. Give me less safety. I'm an adult. <laughs> very, very reasonable. Uh, and some thicker paper towels to clean that grill <laughs> off. I, I was losing yeah. a lot of paper towel on the grill. <laughs> But other than that, man, I, I just really loved it, and I would totally pay $25 to go again, especially now that I know exactly what to yeah. get. It's a really great special occasion kind of restaurant. Definitely. I think I couldn't see going, making this like a monthly tradition, mm-hmm. but maybe once or twice a year whenever you've got an event. Or Absolutely. You're trying to impress somebody, you know? <laughs> it would be a nice date spot, not I necessarily a first it date. It gets kind of messy. Yeah, I was going to say, probably yeah. it gets kind of messy, so probably not a first date spot, but after you know each other. Uh, kind of intimate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, if, you know, if you got somebody coming into town that you don't mm-hmm. see very often, right. it, it's, it's you're paying $25 to lock down two hours yeah. like you you are going to have a conversation during these two hours <laughs> you're, you're not just like shoveling food into your mouth the whole time there's long lulls where you're about just, it this would be a terrible first date oh yes no it would be very very bad but uh yeah yeah i think uh it, it's, a, it's a great little spot well i had a great time i think it was definitely like a five-star experience going with both of you like it was just great especially andy we, had, we don't see each other that often it was great to catch up <laughs> And uh, having that space for that long definitely facilitates a more in-depth discussion, which I really love and I feel like is rare to be had around here, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I think the food kind of varies. I think uh, that beef bulgogi would be like a 4.5. The tofu is like a 0.0. 0. Yeah. And that's the worst <laughs> thing. Everything else would have been like 3.0 or higher. So I think I'm just going to... I think f- I'm going to go four. I'm going to go four out of five. Sure. Tabletop RP <laughs> grills. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> we need to quit. <laughs> anyway, uh, so 4.5, 4.5, and 4 from all of us here at wow. Spring Food Mo. That's been the weather on the tins. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, so Salty. let's move into our special guest interview segment. Last meal. Funny, Funny <laughs> Andy, son. Musician, activist extraordinaire. Wow. Unfortunately, for reasons unspecified, 
<laughs> You're on death row. Ah. Ken McClure's fault, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Doesn't like piano. <laughs> yeah, he's not very cultured. No, he's really not. And uh, he's going to make kill you by death by 88 keys. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like B- big old hammers. 40 licks. Is that yep. the joke? That's that a joke? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad food one. mode. It's not good. Is that a joke? <laughs> <laughs> he saved it. Anyway, Andy, you get one last meal before you're executed. Uh, he's going to feed you each piano key individually. There we <laughs> hey, go. That, that's a new <laughs> twist to the segment that he also feeds yeah. it to you, including the strings. Wow. <laughs> this is brutal. Wow. I should write saw movies. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Uh, you get one last meal before you go. A drink, an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert, all from locally owned Springfield, Missouri restaurants, our fair city. What do you think for that drink? I would definitely get some boba from Society. Mm-hmm. Society over there is uh, Fremont and um, Sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not sure which one I'd get. I think I'd feel into it that particular day, but there's lots of flavors and it's yeah. always good. Very good, very good. Oh, that's a great choice. A lot of people really <laughs> like that. You're not the first person to pick society yeah. uh, for this segment, so they must be good. Yeah. We were kind of talking off mic about uh, how to cover a place like that that doesn't have a lot of food. Well, to be fair, you know, you're asking for a drink, and what's there that's really interesting or different, too? I was trying mm-hmm. to think of something that, if recommended, people could enjoy and go out. Like, you can actually go out just to grab a tea there. A rare non-booze choice as uh-huh. well. <laughs> I think the last time we've had it is somebody picked that and a booze drink, like a <laughs> yes, little yeah. cheat in there. <laughs> nice. We found out you're not that big of a drinker. You joined us for a little soju, but. Right. I don't know. It has to be like um, the right occasion, usually social drinking. Yeah. But I usually get girly drinks, like mixed drinks, um, fuzzy navels. Very good. Uh-huh. Whenever I, I do go and drink somewhere. Uh-huh. I'm a social drinker. I hang out when I, I drink when I'm hanging out with my friends, uh, Phoebe Ross, <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> what? What if they just get drunk and watch Friends? That's <laughs> Home Alone. That's the joke here. Have you ever watched? I, Kimmy got, I don't know what's going on with me today or last week. Something's that snapped in my brain. Um, according to like the incredible Kimmy Schmidt, it's like four white complainers. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, sure. Anyway, how about that appetizer? Fried willow mushrooms from Lindbergh's. Whoa. Ooh. Okay. Very tasty. And Lindbergh's always has like great concerts and music. You were mm-hmm. saying a musician. Um, so anytime someone plays there, like really fantastic appetizer. That's awesome. Are these are willow mushrooms like your typical mushroom cap, or do they have like a different shape to them? So or? I don't know. Um, I, I don't think they're typical, but I do know that Lindbergh's actually buys the mushrooms from like a local grower. Oh, really? And so like they're just higher quality than like you could normally get at a grocery store. That's awesome. I think they're these are these mushrooms that leave a sizable inheritance. <laughs> can't do it can't do it i'm so sorry it's okay so in tabletop language you're just rolling a bunch of ones andy you're just rolling a bunch of Crit ones misses across the board <laughs> oh boy okay so that's your appetizer mm-hmm. what, what are you gonna get for that main course you know i'm on death row so i don't have to worry about my finances mm-hmm. here but um Alvinzari has this really really delicious parmesan encrusted steak Ooh. And uh, I've had it for my birthday, I think twice before, and it's just really amazing, really rich, uh, 
really pricey. <laughs> I think yeah. you mentioned the same steak at dinner with Andy I and I, uh-huh. and we made the same noise. Whenever <laughs> you did. <laughs> Just an involuntary moan of yeah. pleasure at the idea of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fantastic. I think Avanzar is actually owned by the chef. Okay. And he takes great pride in his steaks, and especially uh, this particular dish. That's awesome. That rules, yeah. And for dessert baklava from that Lebanese place. Oh, oh that's a great All one. right. Okay. We've definitely tried the baklava at that Lebanese place whenever we went there with our mutual friend Holland. Yeah. Uh, and Holland's great people. Absolutely. And uh, good stuff. Those are great picks. Thanks. Fantastic. All right. So I guess that about wraps up the show today. We will see everyone next uh, week. Attention. Attention. Uh, attention. We are interrupting this broadcast of Spring Food Mo for a, an important message by William Robert Thornton. Who? Wait, I'm sorry. What? We're trying to end a podcast. What is this? You're on. <coughs> William Robert Thornton. Is, it, is this thing on? Yes. Why? My name is William Robert Thornton. Okay. Are you like, uh, you sound wealthy. Are you wealthy? Well, a wealthy voice. I, I think you can tell from my voice. Uh-huh. You're quite the astute listener, Andy. Carr. Also, your monocle and cane. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because, of course, my voice is coming over a loudspeaker here in the tower. Oh, we have interrupted your podcast and <laughs> not in the same room here. <laughs> well, I, of course, am William Robert Thornton. And uh, I, I think you know what that means. Uh, do you have three names? Also a signifier of wealth? Well, I'm the president of the Springfield Tower Owners Association. Oh, <laughs> how many towers are there? Is like Sun Villa? Oh, no, no, you know, we're all a part of the, the TOA. You've got yeah. uh, the Plaza family, uh, the Hammonds family, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the Highland Milk Silo there. <laughs> that that the old qualifies as a tower. The erstwhile dog food factory. <laughs> Do you think that thing's filled with milk? Yes. That'd be wild. <laughs> no, I think there's, the cows live in there, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'd like to get under that and just get some milk for, straight from the source sometime. <laughs> Do you want to go to the udder on the, in the bottom? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> the silo's udder. Yes. Anyway, all the big Springfield names are, they kick up to me. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm sort of a shadow president of Springfield, if you will. Okay. As you can tell by my... Ethereal Very presence in this accent. room. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And, okay. And uh, loudspeaker access here. <laughs> First of all, I did not know there was a loudspeaker in this room. And uh, second of all, like, how did you know we're in here? We do this on a Sunday. And- well, it's my tower. <laughs> oh, right. I own the tower, dear boy. The cameras? Do you listen to the show? Absolutely. All of that stuff. Huh. I mean, what parts of the show do you like? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's funny you should ask. I'm. Quite a fan of the dance, dance parts. Yeah. Oh, th- th- thanks, man. That's that's really nice of you. I I I appreciate that. I'm sorry. I've never heard of you. I didn't. I guess I kind of thought John Q. Hammonds owned this tower. He's dead. Dan, that's silly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you fool. He's dead. I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Under what circumstances? Please use elaborate detail. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Are you cancer? <laughs> oh, well, let's just go ahead and move on. No, uh, uh. <laughs> William Robert Thornton is somehow cancer incarnate. <laughs> it's canon. 
You're not going down this road with me. The show's no good anymore. <laughs> and well, that's all that's to it. <laughs> that seems to be the consensus in this room. And it's giving my tower a bad name. Oh, wow. Okay. It's simple. Now, you've already made some improvements this year. Uh, having, of course, the lovely Andy Sun back on. That was a great choice uh-huh. on your part. Um, definitely made the episode uh, the very least listenable once again. It's arguable, but okay. But I have some suggestions for you, or, or rather, uh, an ultimatum. Oh, all right. Three suggestions from me, William Robert Thornton, on high. On high? On high. So, I mean, you're in the penthouse? Uh, yes. We've been up there before, but I think it was under weird circumstances, some sort of ethereal alternate world or something. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm at the place where they write the penthouse magazine. Magazine. Yes, the Wait. articles, the best part. <laughs> Andy son is a little This is the least I've ever blamed someone for any action they've taken on this show. First of all, I would consider now, hear me out on this. I'm new host. Which choice do I have? <laughs> I mean, I was personally thinking about that Billy guy from 417 yeah, Foodist. He good. seems pretty cool. Uh, oh, hey, you know what? We could actually have Andy Sun and Dan Chilton hey, host the podcast. Yeah. Uh, it would be 100% cooler than the current Dan and Andy, and the listeners would not be confused by the name change. <laughs> have you ever considered? No. <laughs> I didn't. I kind of have, honestly. Hmm. How about this? Less food. <laughs> you know, just... She's come a spring, like a Springfield news show called Spring News Mo. I don't know that you need to change the name. It's already ubiquitous. It's it's yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's captured the people's hearts. It's everywhere. When we've appeared in media, it's definitely had a demonstrable effect on how many people listen. <laughs> There's not been a plateau that's lasted 14 months now. Now, people clearly just want to hear the parts before the bio and the last meal segment and maybe some funny character segment at what? the end. Uh, Wait, you have to. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, some of these guys y'all come up with no, be no, no, crazy. No. I meant funny. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, I will miss your charm. <laughs> also, maybe you could get a lady on to play a character sometime. We've been trying. You know, like I, I I'm, say yes, any funny woman. I'm just say throwing yes, this out please. there. Uh, maybe like the, the character's called Miniature Driver. And it's it's like mini driver, but she's tiny, you know, like, uh, I don't know what the bit would be, but may, maybe you could be like, oh, you, you don't want to hear about that Skylar. And she's like, I do, I do. <laughs> but it's real high pitched because she's so tiny, <laughs> like a little mouse. So you're pitching us female characters. Oh, well, yeah. You know, I, I just think it would, it would help. <laughs> Let's just back this up. You are. The head of the Springfield Tower Association. Uh-huh. You don't want Dan and me to be hosts anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you want female characters on the show. Well, uh, you know, as I said, your bad podcast is giving my <laughs> great tower a sour name. And uh, as the head of the TOA here in Springfield, it's my responsibility, okay. Okay. along with telling people how high they can cut their grass, how high their tower fence can be. Uh, it, it, it's just part of my duties as head of TOA. Okay. Um, well, Dan, you're fired. <laughs> hey, man. Well, Andy, you're fired. Oh, good. Andy did Carr. You, did you hear that? The shackles that just fell off my <laughs> wrist. <laughs> and lastly, 
My market research department has shown that a major reason people listen to the show here is, uh, I, I, I think you two already know this. Masochism. Sex appeal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got to get out there and show these body yaddies off. You'll have to do more live shows. The people uh, we demand have it. Some. We have some on the books already. They want to see thigh meat, maybe a little midsection. <laughs> <laughs> do your hair up. They love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky for you, William. William what? Robert Thornton. William Robert III. Thornton. Actually, you know what? That name just clicked for me. <laughs> I think I know what's going on yes, here. It's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have two live shows on the books right now. You don't say. One in March, which we can reveal, and one in May, which we won't. <laughs> we are going to be at Best of Luck Beer Hall doing a live podcast recording with a very special guest. It's going to make it way, way better. Oh, That's going to be on March 21st. 2020. I should be clear, actually. Um, the R&D department has explicitly said that Dan and Andy should be sexy, and they do not, in fact, want to objectify any of the guests of the show if a guest were to appear in the live show. Just want wow. to be clear on that. That wasn't necessary. <laughs> I, well, we did not announce who the guest was. Well, well. <laughs> Andy's son has returned to the room now. Andy, son, what do you make of all of this? I'm so sorry, Andy. Chicanery. <laughs> it's all chicanery. I'd like to say edit into something good, but it's, it won't. Well, listen. <laughs> either way, if you are unable to make the show any better, I will have to evict you from the tower. So uh, okay. That show, we're going to be supporting Ozark's Food Harvest again. Awesome. Uh, so it's going to be a bring canned goods. It's going to be canned good cover for that show. Yeah, I mean, do whatever you will. I don't care about that crap. Uh, Just make sure that the show is good and uh, that y'all are looking fine. Transmission (laughs) over. I actually love this segment. Um, I'm I'm all for more role playing. And um, and, (laughs) do what? What? And um, Dan, you bring so much magic to the show. Andy, like the show could not run without your ability. Like, there's so many things behind the scenes. Got to be somebody here to hit record. People don't even realize that what you're doing and just yeah. how much work and effort and skill it takes. But Dan, you really do bring a lot of personality, a lot of magic. You were the meat model for whenever we were taking pictures of oh, the yeah. food. Uh-huh. And just like, I just really appreciate Someone's both of you. Someone's got to model the meat. Oh, well, thank you <laughs> yeah, so thanks, much, Andy. Andy. Son. We appreciate really you. Sweet. You're a part of the best episode we've ever recorded. Mm-hmm. You're a part Not of this the one, to be worst clear. episode <laughs> you were great. <laughs> and, uh, you got to run a bad one. <laughs> No, we actually, can't all be. no, no, no. I, I think this will be fine. And also, so last too. week when we thought it was bad, I listened back. I was like, "This is one of my favorite things <laughs> we've ever done." Anyway, Andy, where can people find uh, your work or whatever you're working on? What would you like people to uh, look up? We'll link sure, to it in the show sure. notes. I have a uh, two things I want to tell folks about, um, uh, mostly about LGBTQ community stuff. Uh, one annoying one and one positive one. Uh, the annoying one is that there are 15 anti-LGBTQ bills right now in the Missouri legislature that are being heard. Um, they're trying to push them very quickly through. Right now, there's um, specifically one against uh, trans youth athletes. They're trying to ban from playing sports of the gender they identify as, and they're uh, that work yeah. is um, happening this week. So now, by the time you hear this episode... I want to go back and say that uh, I, I'm rejecting you saying this is annoying. I think this is really important. This makes me ashamed to be from here. I hate it so much. Yeah. 
And what can people do if they want to right. speak out against so the dandy? When I say it's annoying, it's annoying that we have to deal with this yeah. at this day and age. Like these bills, a lot of them are actually written like back in 2004, and we're just seeing them crop up again. If you want to help, you can go to promoonline.org. Promo P R O M O online, all one word, dot org. They are Missouri's pro-LGBTQ legislative organization. They watch the anti-LGBTQ bills and they let you figure out how you can get involved, how to call your senators and how to call your representatives. Just basically, how do you get involved in helping stop this horrific legislation from yeah. affecting folks? If you can um, send me links, I'll put it in the sure, show notes I'd be happy sure. to. Yeah. On the positive end, because I always feel like being part of any minority community, oftentimes we're on the defensive all the time and just trying to make sure that we retain the rights we have. But I really believe we should always move forward whenever we can. And there's a lot of great LGBTQ organizations in this area that's doing a lot. But I'm really proud to be part of PFLAG, which is Parents and Friends of LGBTQ yeah. Folk. And um, I'm really proud to announce that uh, we have a scholarship. We've been doing it for, this is going to be our third year. But the last two years, we've been giving three $1,000 scholarships. And this year, we're doubling it. So we're giving a $3,000, a $2,000, and a $1,000 scholarship. And Whoa. that's our goal is to be able to be doing that pretty much forever. We actually raised enough money this past year we raised uh, overall $41,000, and we're, our goal is $100,000 by the time uh, we just celebrated our 25th anniversary. Uh-huh. By the time of our 30th anniversary, we want to make it to 100000 and we want to make it into an uh, endowment so that there will always be a scholarship in Springfield, yeah. Missouri, in the Ozarks area for LGBTQ students uh-huh. looking to pursue higher education. If you want to find out more about that, you can go to pflagoftheozarks.org, and then I'll give you a link Absolutely. so you can... Yeah. yeah, we'll put it everywhere. Let uh, folks we're posting know. about the show. It, That's you know, huge. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's just one step, but if we make enough of those little steps, we're going to be in a good place. Uh-huh. Help make Missouri a better place. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, I think a lot of people around these parts uh, get a little downtrodden thinking that there's nothing that they can even do to make a difference. And there is there, there's, there's the small steps you can take and uh, they lead to much bigger things. And I think this is something that you can support that really will help the community. Yeah. And if you don't like this this podcast, (laughs) if you don't like hearing us on our show, I cordially invite you to go. Yes. Yes, please. (laughs) uh, Listen to something else. Anyway, uh, thank you so much, Andy, for uh, being our guest today. We'll definitely try to have you back once a year or something. Sounds great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Friday, we have a bonus episode coming out. It's going to be a preview of what our subscriber bonus episodes are going to be. We're going to have our first ever What You Eatin' spinoff show. And we, Dan has already eaten at, I believe, two or three different places. uh, New restaurants in town to talk about. And I have. I got to eat one more, one or two more. And uh, we're going to talk about at least four, probably five or six oh new restaurants <laughs> that have opened in the last couple months. We're doing this for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking and five or six characters, now, too. Uh, donate to the show. Half of the money for a $5 yeah. subscription is going to go to the Ozark Food Harvest and or other Ozark's food charities. We've kind of discussed different options. But definitely for the first month or so, it's going to be Ozark's Food Harvest. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be cool. I'm really happy to for this to be happening. Incredible. I'm yeah. so excited. All right. We will see you all on Friday. Thanks for listening. And sorry, sorry, sorry about <laughs> this episode. <laughs> 
Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to hear two bonus episodes per month, go to subscribe.springfoodpod.com. On one episode, we talk about whatever, and on the other, we review all the new restaurants in town. Subscribing is only $5 a month. Half of that helps us put on the podcast, and the other half is donated to Ozarks Food Harvest to help fight hunger in the Ozarks. So you're saying listeners can donate money to a good cause and get two more episodes of our dumb show? That's what I'm saying, Dan. $5 a month at subscribe.springfoodpod.com. Cool. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media.